everybody, and welcome back to the Far Out Podcast. My name is Todd Perry, and to the right of me is the fantastically great Buck Perez. Hello, Todd. How we doing? Doing just fine. And to the left is a gentleman that uh, has had the pleasure of being on the show about four times so far. Yes. Uh, it's a great Oscar Taleda. What's up, y'all? For those of y'all that don't know, uh, Oscar Taleda and I lived together for about seven years in, in an apartment, uh, played in a band together, have worked together, and uh, basically... I think it's at the point where if I see Oscar, I actually don't see Oscar. No. Nope. Oscar's just kind of like the furniture in the room. No, Todd doesn't even realize when I gain weight. That's how often <laughs> we see each other. Yeah, that's true. You could, uh, it just slowly comes on, yeah. I would have no idea. The only time I know is when you split your pants. <laughs> by, by the way, what are we at right now? Oh, What's uh, you know, I'm, I don't know if I could even say this. Are okay. you fluctuating? <laughs> I'm going to join a, uh, in, there's a uh, diet that, uh. Valerie Bertinelli is part of. Okay. Slim Fast? No. Cocaine? <laughs> Maybe. Well, that's her husband. Exactly. Her ex-husband. Uh, Jenny Craig. Oh. I'm going to be a, a, a sponsor of Jenny Craig. Really? St- starting on Wednesday. Wow. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. So how does this work? Did you actually go down there? I went down there and I was like, look at me. I need to lose some weight. And they were like, yeah, you need to lose some weight. Were there... Any other males there, or what was it like? What was the demographic? <laughs> the just, just tell me. Just tell me. You know, it's mostly women. Yeah, it's, I'm it's, gonna say it's mostly women, but the food is relatively good, from what I hear. Okay. Now, at what point does that moment come? Because it's kind of like when the guy joins Alcoholics Anonymous. It comes at the point to where he's like, "I can't control my drinking," like, or, or he's forced to by a court. You know, like you, you, when you, when you have to go to Jenny Craig, it means I can't just reduce my calorie intake by myself and exercise. Right. I need help. No, it's just like uh, I could eat a whole pizza by myself, and yeah. then I need someone to tell me I shouldn't. <laughs> you need someone to be accountable to it's, you. It's all about portion control, Oscar. I know. Do you, do you need me? Do you need okay. me to stand here? Well, I, I look at you now, and I realize that maybe you can this help. Is, this is how you want to be. Yeah. Look at, look at your future right here. Jeez. Right? This is it. Yeah, exactly. Buck, are you the thinnest guy in the room? You're thinner than me, right? I'm like a buck 65. I'm, I'm right there. I don't know. Maybe I'm a little taller or something, but maybe yeah. I just wear it more. Maybe I just muscles. I don't know what it is. Yeah, just, Bones or whatever. I don't know what it is. Was was it embarrassing, Oscar? When it you was did? a little. You know, the worst part is, is that you know I don't I don't even smoke weed, so it's not like I have the munchies ever. It's just <laughs> that I just like to eat. Yeah, so you just enjoy it. Are, are I enjoy my f- food. Are you trying to fill a hole, Oscar? In the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> well, because I remember I used to come home and uh, there would be a dusted off like pizza box just sitting on the, the middle table. That used to work when I was in my 20s. <laughs> we, had a, we had a glass table in the middle of the living room for whatever reason. One mm-hmm. needs a glass table. Yeah. And Oscar would have a, just a dead soldier box, like a huge, not like a medium. The extra large. It would yeah, be an extra huge, large pizza, yeah. dust it off and be like, dude, when, when, did, when did you get a pizza? It'd be like, I left at noon and it's three. When did eight people come over to help you? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see anybody coming into the house. Yeah, right. No, yeah, that you know, I think that the the lifestyle hadn't changed. It's just the uh, the the slow metabolism got slower. Right. Oh man. Uh, well, I, I wish you luck. Well, thanks. And I'd like the the ability to make fun of you along the way. <laughs> oh, no, and I appreciate it. I think we need to send you in undercover with you know a digital recorder of some kind. I'm not Tyra Banks. Come but. on. <laughs> I think that's Buck's solution to all things. We're going to get a digital recorder. And, and go undercover. And go undercover. Yeah, just go and expose them. Well, the funny thing was uh, my sister used to work for a weight loss program, like back in the day. And she said that the terrible thing was that when people would come in, like these morbidly obese women would come in needing help. 
And they would have a certain sales technique they would use, like when they'd come in and talk to people in order to get them to sign up for the program. And one of them involved them basically going up to the woman and saying, are you married? <laughs> Oscar, you act like the woman coming. Are you married? No. Oh, wait, you're, you're married. Yes. It's a sexy woman voice, by the way. Um, do, you, <laughs> do you think that if you're sitting on a bus stop right now, your husband, if you had never met him, would stop wow. and say, wow, look at that woman. That's I, I want to be with her. Oh, Jesus, you're right. <laughs> now, at any moment, was this, was this uh, decision in any way aided by your uh, significant other? Did, did she go, did she just kind of, like as, as they do, like just kind of leave a number like on your wallet or like on the refrigerator? No, but you know, she'd been dropping hints for a while that, that maybe this should be my New Year's resolution, and it's we're close to March and I haven't gone. Well, Oscar, wish you the best of luck on this. Well, thanks. I'll let you guys know what's up with that. Please stick with it. Uh, so, we got a couple things going on. Uh, we'd like to thank, uh, first of all, Maddie in Wisconsin and 100% Adam for leaving uh, good iTunes reviews for the show recently. Gracias. So, you guys can click a little link on our page, usually between every post, and you guys can uh, thank us. Or, uh, you know, give us a little review on iTunes. Uh, also, we have something new at FarOutPodcast.com. We have a playlist button uh, where you can sit and click on the top and find out what music we played on the show. Because we get emails all the time, people going, oh, what, what song was that at the end of the show? What was this? What was that? So now just every show, we have the show name and the music we played in it. Awesome. That's pretty tight. So uh, I B- guess... It's- By the way, do we have a profile of Oscar up? Because he is, you know... Semi-integral in the show. Is he in, up there at all? Yeah, Oscar's uh, photo's there. That's about it. We have there, no bio. There is a picture. No one knows anything about me. So maybe it'll just say Oscar Taeda currently on Jenny Craig. <laughs> Can you just give me like, my stats? 5'10", 220, 230. So this is the before photo? This is this before? Is, and then after, we're going to take you in the same... The photo's probably like, what, from like four months ago? So mm-hmm. I think I've probably packed on an additional 10. But in, unless you lose all the weight in your face, because it's like a weird... It's a, it's the opposite of a MySpace shot, because a MySpace shot is taken from above, but... High uh, angle, yeah. I don't see with Os- Oscar's current hairline that that's mm. going to work, so it's kind of a low angle shot. It is a low angle shot, yeah. It's, it's yeah. very chinny. Well, shooting up the, up the nostrils, as they say, yes. But uh, we got that going on. Uh, we got a... Uh, we also got video on the uh, media section. Go in there. You can see video from our last show uh, with uh, Buck, myself, Q to Don Juan. Sitting here hanging out. Uh, and then last of uh, but not least, uh, listeners uh, email me quite frequently asking me, how can I get the old low-budget shit that you did, Todd? Because uh, lots of it isn't available anymore. Uh, you can email me, and I'll send you a BitTorrent, and you can download all those shows. So people have been asking me, and it's not posted anywhere. At least the first hundred shows or so. So, uh, Giovanni set up a cool uh, BitTorrent, so I can set that up. Just email me show at faroutpodcast.com, Todd at faroutpodcast.com. Sweet, awesome. Next order of business. Jeez, it's a good thing you came in with the the Jenny Craig shit because that you know start us with some goddamn jokes. Right now, this is just plugathon two thousand nine. Let's do it. Well, at my expense, that's fine. <laughs> so, uh, Oscar's here on the show today, and as everybody knows, when the show first started off. Uh, it was me, uh, Buck, right here, and the great John Sowen. And uh, John's a really good friend of mine. I was actually having lunch with him uh, two days ago. You did uh, the L.A. lunch, yes. Yes, we, ha- we, ha- we had lunch in L.A. Yes, where'd you go? We had Where Benito's we? Tacos. Oh, nice. Oh, you guys hit it up. Mm-hmm. So we had some Benitos, but anyway... The people, Wait, did you have the bean, the bean and cheese? I had the bean and cheese. Okay. Oh, jeez. And uh, I, love, I love Benitos, and so, uh, so the last Benitos in L.A., by the way, the tranny one on Santa Monica is like uh, <laughs> shut down. 
No way. Yeah. So mm. no more. We just got to get straight trannies. The, now. What, the one from Lebowski. Yeah, 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 yeah. The one uh, that was in the Big Lebowski is uh, closed down. So uh, John and I were eating the other day. But anyway, people want to know why the hell isn't John on the show? Yes, why isn't he? But Buck's been wondering every time. He's like, where's John? <laughs> is John here today? No. Why am I here? Is Oscar here again? I don't get it. Why are you here, Oscar? <laughs> I don't get it. He's why told, isn't John here, He's Buck? told a half hour before the show that he's on the show. Oscar is, yes. Just called in. Yes. Uh, so what, basically what happened is, uh, John, is we, we start off the show, it's like me and John do the show, and I was like, I'll call, I'll call my buddy Buck, and we're going to do the show, it's going to be the best show in the world, blah, 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 which it's been. And so uh, John, for the first 17 episodes, was on every one, and I guess what happened was it became increasingly difficult to lock down John to come in and do the show, which made it difficult in planning and getting the show going all together. So it, was, it would be like, I'd try to call John. Uh, and then John won't call me back till like the end of the week, and we're trying to get everything together. So things got a little complicated. It, it's it, it's because he didn't have a phone, right? It was lack of phone. That's what it was. No, no, no. He had a phone. He oh. just didn't always answer it. Oh, okay. So it was becoming kind of complicated. So eventually, and uh, John didn't call me back one time, and so I was like, "Dude, we got to do a show this week." So I called Oscar to fill in. Oscar did a great job, and I guess we decided, well, let's just do two shows a week. So I was like, "Oh, John will call me back, and we'll get things going," but. Things just kind of moved on. Right. So, you know, and I love John. John's a good friend of mine. I talk to John all the time. Everything's cool. And when I was talking to him the other day, he said he's going to come back and do some more shows. So Now, now let's plug John. What is he doing? Uh, is, he, is he up to any projects? Is he on radio? What is he doing? John actually, uh, I don't keep, know. See, I don't want to get mind, it we can, we can edit this post taste. Yeah. <laughs> no, John's John's actually got... <laughs> Buck just wants to know for his personal yeah, knowledge. I just, I just want to know. Yeah. What's he doesn't want y'all to know. He just wants to know. Yeah, no, John's doing really well with his radio career right now and got like a promotion in that. So I think that probably had a bit to do with it. Well, of course, he's getting paid to do that. You know, that's, yeah. that's somewhere he's getting paid. Now, did he mention me at all? Did he say, I'm not coming back because of you know who? No, actually, John, I didn't talk about it at all. <laughs> I was just like, you didn't come up. I was just like, hey, it's John. Just my, it's just my ego. Yeah. No, it's no. better to be hated than not thought of yeah, at all. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, no, dude. I'd rather. You know, as as they say, you know, like it's like the old punk rock thing. It's like either they're gonna love you or hate you. But if they're just, if the audience just kind of sits different, there, different, right? That indifferent, yeah. uh, worst answer possible. That sucks. Yeah. So I, you know, that that that's the deal with the John situation. Hopefully, that's explained for everybody. But you know, hopefully, he'll be back. That being said, that now we do two shows a week because John lives far. So the idea of calling John and getting him down here to drive forty five minutes to do the show was kind of daunting and I felt like I was bugging him too much and I know John don't like to sit and drive on a Sunday morning to come down to the show. So nowadays we do more shows and I think it's, it's working out well but hopefully we'll get John on soon. Now if that wasn't awkward, I don't know what. <laughs> <laughs> Got an opinion? Email us at show at faroutpodcast.com to stream the show, read talent bios, subscribe through iTunes, and see pictures. Go to faroutpodcast.com. Far Out Podcast is now on Stitcher. Listen to us on your iPhone, Android phone, Blackberry, and Palm Pre. Stitcher is smart radio for your phone. Go to stitcher.com and download it free today. So one day, hopefully all of us uh, will, will gain some amount of publicity, uh, achieve a certain level of stardom in life. Sure. And once you hit a certain level, you get to start making demands. Much like you get to say shit like, Oscar, could you grab me a beer? <laughs> 
<laughs> Oscar, could you work off a couple calories? And, no. Oh, man. Wow. I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. We're supposed to motivate, not take down. Yes, yes. yes. So uh, I found a list the other day online of great like star riders for people who are famous, and they have like a rider which has everything that they get backstage. Like In, in order for so-and-so to play the Palladium, they have to have X amount of things. Right. So I found this list. So first of all, Buck. Yes. You're uh, let, let's say let's let's say us three, uh, our old band, is uh, playing the Troubadour, right? We have our backstage shit set up. Yeah. What's your demand, Buck, that you have to have backstage before playing? If you want to get Buck to show up and tinkle that bass guitar. Well, you know, when we were in the band, I was quite the uh, inhaler of, you know, the chronic substances. I was <laughs> I was chronically inhaling. Yes. Back then. Yes, back then. No, no, but, so, but, but, but I, usually I, this can, is furnished by some kind of manager of oh, the venue. Oh, okay. They're not going to get you drugs. That's what, you're, that's what like your individual roadies and nah. management. This is stuff that's kind of above board. This is like the Van Halen uh, green M&M shit, right? Like they only want just green M&Ms, like a bowl of that shit. Right? Well, I don't know. If it happens to be on the list, we'll see. All right. <laughs> but what, what would you demand, Buck? I don't know. Just a whole lot of pudding, I guess. Like <laughs> just like a shitload. A hundred and sixty-four dollars yeah. worth what of pudding. pudding. <laughs> what was that? The state? Yes, yes, it was. Yeah, but uh, yeah, just a shitload of pudding. Just to just to bathe in, or you know, before or after the show, or you know, in between. You know, that time in between the encore and you know, right, right. after you got off stage, just jumping, jumping some pudding. Just just to free your balls a little bit. Hey man, it's, it, it is liberating. All right, Oscar Teada. I think I'd do my best to uh, impersonate Bob Dylan and just have no one look at me while I walk the aisles. <laughs> As I walk around, I just want everyone to eye. turn around. Yes. yes. Well, that was the story, right? We heard where uh, Bob Dylan, someone told me that they were working on some show or whatever, and the thing was that if uh, Bob Dylan was on the show, and they said if uh, Bob Dylan walks by you, it's best just to turn and face the wall. Wow. That's what I want. It's best. That and, like, that and like two large pizzas. <laughs> <laughs> that and cheese. And no, no fucking Jenny Craig shit. All I want is cheese. <laughs> High caloric things. Yeah, when you're on the diet, man, just tell me if you want a grilled cheese. Like on the mm, down low. Damn. I'll slip you one of those. You know? Thanks. Yeah. Man, if I, had, if I had my writer, the first thing I wouldn't have is the uh, Red Bull and vodka. Because if you guys remember the night we played the Roxy, and uh, we, we were, it was right next to the famous Rainbow Room in Hollywood. Sure. It was in the famous Rainbow Room. Oh, no, the Roxy. The Roxy. Yeah. And uh, we were playing at the Roxy. It was right next to the Rainbow Room. And the Rainbow Room Bar and Grill is like a famous place where like Guns N' Roses shot videos. And it's like an old butt rocker. Z- Zeppelin. You know, the pictures of Zeppelin, Robert Plant up on the wall. Yeah. Right, right. And like uh, Ozzy Osbourne and all this shit. All of them. So before we went on stage, I wanted to like rock start up and I had the, the, a really tall Red Bull vodka nice. and like two other drinks and like gunned them real quick. Just had a good buzz on before the show started. Yeah, it's a good buzz. And the minute I hit the stage. You were done. All over. <laughs> <laughs> Which was a common problem when we used to play in the band was, uh, yeah. shit, Todd's done. <laughs> Now, was that nerves that that kicked in? What was it that caused you to do that? 
alcoholism? <laughs> I don't know. I, it was like he must have been nervous because that was a pretty big show at the time. I just remember at the time too the sound, like just being on a stage like that. It was it was a different experience for us. And yeah, like, we had we, it was a different way of yeah. hearing it. We weren't know? used to having no. like the music just come right at you. No, we were not. No. And <laughs> it was like the monitors, and you're looking at the monitor, like, am I playing that? Holy shit! Yeah. That sounds terrible. That's what I really oh, sound like. Shit. Yeah. yeah, and you'd sit there, and then I, all I remember is seeing like this black guy in a white suit, like a John Lennon slash Mark Twain white suit. And so I just saw the suit. Oh, <laughs> it was yeah. like this big was, white light I think on it. was me. from the Mojo filters. Yeah, yeah. It was, yeah, it was a dude, yeah, Clarence. That guy was cool. that guy was Clayton. Cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he was a good guy, but he was all I could see in the audience. It was just kind of like a, a disembodied suit, <laughs> like moving around. Oh, man. <laughs> and, but I, I realized I hit the stage, I was like, fuck, I'm drunk. And then um, it was like a big show. It was like this girl I just started dating was really cute. It was in the audience, first time seeing us. Yeah. But I, I got kind of drunk. And as I was sitting there watching, you know, playing, the, one of the lines was in the song was, he sits in a window yeah. lighted by a candle. Very deep, yes. Very deep. No, no, it was, it was exposition. I was trying to set the scene in the song. Okay, okay. And it kind of ruined the whole scene when you said he sits in a wheelchair. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so, like, the, the sits in a wheelchair. Oh, fuck. <laughs> it's like the quiet part of the song, man. Oh, man. It's just like, it's like Oscar just strumming, and wow. me before my guitar comes in, it's like, he sits in a wheelchair. I was like, oh, fuck. The only other song I can remember a wheelchair is what uh, Hendrix, like, Castle's Made of Sand. I think he mentioned some chick in a wheelchair. I'm sure. But, but only uh, only Jimmy can do that shit. Yeah, <laughs> not me. Not you, man. <laughs> all I remember can't is, write no wheelchair song. We did the sound check that night at the Roxy. And the Roxy's like a famous club in LA. Like, tons of, like, huge bands have played there. We are playing at the Roxy, and the sound man with our first song about halfway through goes, that's it. He goes, shit, this song is long. <laughs> <laughs> is this song over yet? It was only two minutes. If it was the Ramones, he would have been like, oh, this is good. Yeah. This shit, I was like, excuse me, sir. We've got three more minutes. You have not heard the bridge yet. We the just did the chorus. The sound check guy was like, next. <laughs> Just cashing oh, a check, man. Y'all good, right? Y'all good? Okay, let's just move on. <laughs> let's just let's go. move on. Let's just go. Oh, so that was a good night. I think I think it was later that night that uh, Be Real from Cypress Hill and those yeah, guys. That's right. And I had my OJ shirt. No, that was another night. That was when we were playing the uh, uh, Rainbow Room. Rainbow Room. Okay. Anyway, so uh, these rock stars, man. These riders. So at number 10, we got to Trent Reznor. Oh, yeah. And uh, it says, well, apparently... Uh, Nine Inch Nails, Trent Reznor. He uh, seems very dark. Yes, very dark persona. Yes. Well, what, what happens is he needs backstage is two boxes of cornstarch. What? Okay. Yeah. He's bake. He's a baker. No, no, he's not. He's not baking anything. Not Oscar, baking. any idea? No, You're big. You used to dress all fucking goth and shit back in the day, right? <laughs> cornstarch for, for his hair. Wow. Uh, um. Anybody else? What, what What would you do with it in the hair? Like, what is? We don't have hair, so we don't know. It's never been an issue. I don't know. Makeup, maybe? Oh, no, evidently what he does is he sticks it in the pants. And because I guess when you're on stage and you've got tight leather pants on. Mm. Chafing. Yeah, you're going to get some chafing of the balls. Mm. You get some serious bat wings, mm. first of all. Uh, so basically he, he has that. It's vi- and he says on the writer, it's very important that he has that. Uh, number nine, LL Cool J. Ladies love. Cool James. We've learned two things from reading LL Cool J's writer. Number one, 
he he uh, mm. uh could you hold on one second oscar could you give me a beer please yes sir <laughs> <laughs> he's seriously getting me one and i i waited for him to come back he'll do it yeah he, he uh, just got one i realize this is cruel you never saw elliot doing that shit Want me to pop it for you? Oh, please. <laughs> oh, pop that OB real quick. Oh, look at that. Uh, uh, first of all, he eats like he's in an elementary school cafe. Thank you, man. He has Spaghetti Tuesdays, Beef Wednesdays, Tex-Mex Thursdays. Whoa, Tex-Mex Thursdays. Yeah, what's going on? And, a number, uh, and another one is he's hella macking. Uh, LL Cool J has his game down to a science. All he needs is 24 long stem roses and a small bottle of Johnson's & Johnson baby oil. That's all you need? On, like, yeah, that's all you need, man. Now, what's that? Like, do you put the baby oil on your body like a woman's going to grab you, or is that for, like, jerking off? <clears throat> Both. <laughs> excuse me. Oh, excuse me. Oh, 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 cool J needs to rub one out before he goes on stage tonight. <laughs> oh, cool J only takes the Johnson's and Johnson's baby oil. <laughs> now we know what they have at the craft truck at, uh, at, at CSI LA. <laughs> it's a big thing of baby oil it's for him yes and he, he's like he, he gets his uh, food off the thing he's got some, some licorice he's like let me get a dab of that on my junk and, Chris uh, O'Donnell don't touch the baby oil <laughs> stay away from that shit well excuse me guys I hear that LL Cool J wants uh, I just like a little bit you know LL Cool J you takes a, a lot more baby oil on the junk than I you don't, you don't touch another man's baby oil so uh, yeah so that's kind of nasty uh, number, <laughs> number eight, Motley Crue. Oh, yes. At one time, which everything regarding Motley Crue should usually start off with that. Uh, at one time, Motley Crue's writer requested items as crazy as you'd expect from the band that first gained international attention for trying to smuggle pornography through Canadian customs. Um, the, the list includes a jar of creamy peanut butter, hmm. yes. a schedule for local Alcoholics Anonymous meeting, Oh, ridiculous! a 12-foot-long boa constrictor. Gotcha. Uh, an Alcoholics Anonymous meetings guide for the area, and a bottle of Grey Poupon mustard. All right. Now, yeah. Did you say... That's kind of lame, actually. Did you say the Alcoholics Anonymous one twice? Uh, did I? I don't know. I don't know. One, one was a guide. The other one was uh, where the local meetings could be held. Now, that was probably for Mick Mars, who was by far the ugliest of the group he's you know? by far one of the ugliest human beings that's ever lived <laughs> he's a pretty ugly individual and i think he got out of the alcohol or the uh the drug in the alcohol game pretty quick and uh you know i think that's more for mick yeah I, i'd say he's butt ugly <laughs> <laughs> like he, well, he has some degenerative bone disease where like his bones are fusing together uh, number seven <laughs> marilyn manson yeah uh, Marilyn Manson is a man of specific tastes. There are two items always included in his backstage rider, which this anarchist superstar expects to be in his dressing room. Number one, Haribo b- brand gummy bears. Oh, those are really good. Yeah. yeah, but that's like you're a Nazi if you eat that shit, because that's just straight like German shit, right? Whatever. It's really good. <laughs> uh, I must eat Haribo. And number two, a bald-headed toothless hooker. No way. Yeah. It's on there. Now, see, the thing is, we're talking about Buck's rider, and Buck Buck wanted uh, a little Pudding. bit pudding in the crondola. Wait, wait, where are you? Wait, where are you going to find one of those in every city? Do you think they just grab the same one and, uh, or, or if they can't find one, they just beat the teeth out of some bitch? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you are, Mister Manson. Uh, Cher demands a separate room for her hair pieces. Oh, I figure Oscar and I could have that. Oh, yeah. We could have our wig room where, like, Oscar, you have the Ricardo Montalban special, like a nice curly... Me, you, and Marv Albert will have a, a room separated <laughs> for our dope. hair pieces. I'll have a weave room. 
That'd be good. Here's the guy with the blonde hair. You get like a Dick Cavett kind of looking weave. <laughs> nice. Oh, I think that'd be a nice bit. But uh, at number five, Madonna. Madonna won't even entertain the idea of putting her moneymaker on a used toilet seat. <laughs> she has it written in her backstage writer that all toilet seats are to be brand, brand new. new. No way. I, I would agree with that. Wow. That's not a bad, that's not a crazy request. You don't want to blow where Method Man has blown, you know. <laughs> you know what well, I'm yeah, I don't want to put my, my tuckus on <laughs> anything someone else has sat on. Well, you know, the funny thing is it's like... What, it's, are, you, what are you, monk? Come on, man. Hey, man. <laughs> All I gotta say is I change my toilet seat every single time I move. Wow. <laughs> oh, okay. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> that's borderline. I mean, it kind of makes sense. It's like you're switching out some stuff, but uh, mm. kind of an afterthought, not a rule. Yeah, I mean, everywhere you go, if it's not home, you're you're putting paper on it, right? Yeah. So if you're moving to some new place, you don't have paper to put on it. You may as well just change it out. Paper on it? What's that? Well, you really? put the the little uh, the the Mexican cowboy hat on it. Oh. Uh, I thought that, is that what that's called. I thought that shit was just like just in case toilet paper, like the emergency <laughs> shit. You know, <laughs> I didn't know you put that around the boat. Oh yeah, yeah, because it's like long and shit. So just in case you got a real emergency, that's what it's there for. Just in case. Yeah, just in that's case what it should shit. be called. That's what it's for. No, Buck, that's for everyday use, not for just when you really got a shit. So you're supposed to put that on the toilet. Yeah, oh, that's weird. No, you drape it on the toilet. Here, here's my problem though with yeah, the weird. the thing that goes on the toilet. It's kind of waxy. Yeah, and it kind of reminds me of like when I was a kid and there'd be a slide at a local park. You would sit on wax paper in order to slide down the thing, right? <laughs> what kind of park was this? Uh, it was the, like the preschool I went to. The wax paper park, seriously? Yeah, we put some wax paper down, and you would ride on that to go down the slide. Well, Mister Hoity Toity, put fucking wax paper on your ass before you go down a slide. Wow. Yeah, no. So you slid faster because these were some shitty slides. You were you were doing you. There was some craft, you know, crappy worksmanship going on, and, and I have the same problem when I'm taking the dump in. With with the sani wrap on it because my my butt kind of slides. slides. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't grip. Like there needs to be something a little more porous on the underside. Of I have it. a big wow. ass. My shit grips. <laughs> Yours just grips. <laughs> mine mine grips it's right on there, and it sticks. That's what I hate about it. So please please uh, comment if you have this problem as well. Please comment on the on the website. No, I, I feel like once I sit on it, I'm like whoop, and I'm gonna flip over and put and my head will land up and I'll give myself wow. a swirly. In your own shit. That hasn't well, happened. I haven't shit yet because I just put the thing down. Mm. That hasn't happened yet, though. No, it's not, but it, but it is It's scary. in the back of your mind, yeah. I feel like, yeah, I feel like I want to dampen it a little bit just to ensure it gets a little more porous. I got gotcha. you. Hmm. So that, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> I'm trying to undampen it. Exactly. And then also, when you sit down, there's that flap because you just punch the hole in it, and there's a flap, and then sometimes if you shit right, the shit will stop on the flap yeah. on the way down. And, and soil yourself. You basically dirty yourself. You could, then my balls will get in it. Ah. Uh. <laughs> You see, so the toilet. That's fine. Just don't even use that shit. So you just go on there. Yeah. Buck just figures that he's got worse shit than whatever's going to be on there. <laughs> That's what phases me. Yeah, yeah. No, nothing's wrong with that. It's all natural. Well, I'm, I'm saying, I mean, uh, my, well, then again, this is Madonna. So I think Madonna, that's not too diva-ish. If, if Oscar and Madonna share the same thing, it's not. It's maybe a little diva-ish on Oscar's end, uh, not too diva-ish on Madonna's. All right, number four, uh, Al Jolson. Okay. Who's that? Yeah, very current. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, Al, Al Jolson's like a... Oh, Mammy! Yeah. Mammy River. Like kind of blackface artist. Very, uh, very current. Yeah. Uh, oh. I think it was an old Jew that uh, dressed in blackface. Yes, and, uh, yes. Horrible. Uh, back in the day, Al Jolson was known as the world's greatest entertainer. That's because black people weren't allowed to entertain people. <laughs> 
and in case anybody forgot it, they could just check the wall of his dressing room for proof. The singer, comedian, and star of the first talking picture, the jazz singer, had it in his rider that promoters were obliged to hang a, a plaque in the star's dressing room that read, Al Jolson, world's greatest entertainer. Damn. So that's kind of badass, actually. Yeah, he's pretty dope. Yeah, <laughs> that's I'd, pretty I'd, cool. I'd, I'd like to have that, maybe, he's you know. A, he's a racist asshole. But that's a pretty cool move. But he's the world's greatest entertainer. That's a pretty cool move. And extremely insecure. Yeah. yeah. Obviously. It just reminds me of a De Niro in a casino or something like that, you know. Just like that that vein or something like that, you know. Yeah, you just kinda I think at a certain point you have enough power that you just kinda you just you know, you surround yourself with everybody telling you're great. Right. It works. Uh number three, uh Oscar's uh, butt buddy Prince. Oh hell yeah. Oscar loves Prince. Don't say anything about Prince. It's going to make me want to hate him. Well, it's Prince. Okay. Prince went on the Tavis Smiley show a couple of years ago, was talking for 40 minutes about chemtrails. Wow. <laughs> you know, uh, Prince. Who knew Prince could be so precious over who touches his food? You can actually like this. Uh, according to the writer for his 2004 musicology tour, which Oscar and I went to, uh, Prince and his subjects require that all items in dressing room must be covered by clear plastic wrap until uncovered by main artist. Wow. Okay. This is absolutely necessary. You don't want to know what happened to the last promoter who didn't cover Prince's cheese tray. No. Let's just say now he's called the, the promoter formerly known as Living. Oh, what? wow. Some comedy writers like uh, sprucing this one up yes, here. Yes, there we go. Uh, number two. I re- this one's really good. Iggy Pop. Yes. Uh, let's see. The Stooges have one of the more bizarre concert writers ever committed to paper. It's 18 pages of mad ramblings that ask for everything from a copy of USA Today that features a story, a story about morbidly obese people to seven dwarves dressed up as the characters in Snow White and the seven dwarves. Through the writer, it then states that taller people are acceptable, stipulating that it's attitude more than height that's important here. Nice. Also. Also. On their list of demands, a Bob Hope impersonator to perform <laughs> jokes about golf and Hollywood in Bing Crosby. Awesome. Wow. Like, that's badass. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That, <laughs> that beats pudding. <laughs> it does beat the shit out of pudding. Yeah. Number one. Drum roll, please. Van Halen. Oh, like I said. Yes. The notorious, comma, no brown M&M's clause. That's right. It may seem a rather precious demand for a hard-rocking band like Van Halen. The official story, however, seems more reasonable than precious. The way the band sees it, if there are brown M&Ms in their dressing room, is an indication that the rock concert promoter didn't read their rider thoroughly. This indicates that they also may not adhere to the technical specs outlined in the rider, which could alter the band's final sound in concert. Oh, so they were they were using it to their advantage. You know, yeah, see? yeah, yeah. So it's like saying if you if you don't read that, it means you're not taking care of everything throughout. Necessary. You're not being detail conscious. I right. think that there's a few uh, other examples like. Uh, who was it? Jennifer Lopez, who required to have wine that was a specific degree. Oh, yeah. Oh, this was a story, actually. I dated this girl, and uh, she was a... Um, Mariah Carey. No, no, Buck. Huh. Todd is the first Nick Cannon. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, what happened was I was uh, dating this girl, awesome. and she was styling a video, and it was with Puff Daddy, and um, back when she was dating Jennifer Lopez. And you were wilding out. Just wilding. And what happened was, I guess the whole time Jennifer Lopez was screaming at her assistant because she was the assistant was holding the champagne by the glass part up top, not the flute. Yeah. I guess what's the flute part? The stem. She the was stem. not stem. holding it by yes. the stem. She was holding it by the flute, thus changing the degrees of the crystal. Hmm. Man. 
I, I want that. Like, that's, what a bitch. That's bitchy. Like, and now, now you see her, like, on American Idol, and she's, what like... What com- a bitch. <laughs> she's, like, comforting people. Like, I'm, I'm sorry you didn't make it to the next round. Bitch, why don't somebody go down the flu bottle champagne? Yeah. That's, that was her back in the day. All right, we're going to end this show right now with just some words of wisdom. By Mr. Tang. By Mr. Pootie Tang. So uh, this is a benediction for everybody. So when you go out into the world this week, time gets you down. The man gets you down. People get you down. And you need some solace. You need something to concentrate on. Something to take you to the next level of consciousness. Just think about this. Here it is. Seven D. Where'd you guys get that? All right. Beautiful. All right, that was Mr. Pootie Tang. I'd like to thank Oscar Tolina for showing up today. Thanks, guys. I'd like to thank Buck Perez. Thanks for showing up because half of life is showing up, Oscar. Thank you. It's true. You're right. Thank you. And we'd like to thank OB for bringing us a little bit of beer tonight. OB! Yes. Can't see